vissuto da solo, creato da solo, ho distrutto da solo Io sono causa di quello che sono e non chiedo perdono Se mi guardo allo specchio vedo me stesso, ma non so loro No, 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 All right, folks, what's good? Episode 197 of the Cultural Podcast Coming in hot, Sam Adamo, coming at you What's happening? Uh, I'm in New York I'm in New York uh, right now as we speak, currently in, uh, in Queens, New York, here for the week to bank a couple episodes as the World Cup knockout stages are going on here for stand-up. Um, a lot of cool things on the deck for me personally, but for you guys, uh, have a bunch of guests lined up, which will be uh, fun as the World Cup knockout stages are going on. We'll talk a little bit about that, but probably also some other shit. Guys I'm getting on are interesting uh, for a number of reasons. We'll keep it in the back pocket as to who they are, but... Um, there'll be there'll be fun chats for sure. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy this little bonus episode with a friend of the show, returning guest Noah Eisenberg, pro player slash former pro player. He's kind of on an interesting path right now. He's kind of entering the business side of things and trying to help players out, sort of as a representative, as an agent, uh, but also kind of just as a placer, a guy who places players in pro clubs. And we we had a good little chat last week. Uh, some cool stories. I think you'll really enjoy it. If you're new to the show, get at us on all platforms. Cultural Podcast is the at TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Hit it right now and enjoy the chat. All right, Noah Eisenberg. Welcome back to the show, buddy. We appreciate you doing this again. I know the listeners are going to be excited for this. They enjoyed having you on last time, even though it was a little bit of a gong show. We had, um, we had one microphone that we were sharing, and uh, it was a day marred by... Uh, by uh, by tech difficulties and embarrassment overall, I'd say. So it's 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 good to have you back on the uh, on the show for giving this a second chance. Yeah, no, thank you uh, for having me. Happy to be back. Uh, we got two mics this time. The operation's a little bit different. I got you wearing a pair of sunglasses. The lights are in your ca- you know, lights are in your face. Lights, camera, action. How do you feel? You all right? You're not uh, you're not freezing under pressure. No, I love it. Love the glasses. Do you know um, guys who would like? You hear about this all the time. You hear about how there are certain players that are like really good in training and then they get to a game and they just kind of freeze up and they can never like put it together. Is that a real thing or is that kind of just, is that just horse shit? No, it's a, that, definitely a thing. I mean, I definitely have played with guys who are good practice players that you get to a game and they're just shit. So. I mean, we've all, we've all, we all have, I have also, but what do you think that is? Do you think that if they went down to my level, then they would also kind of just fuck around and practice a little bit more. And then when a game would come around, even though it's obviously way below their level, if they're playing at, you know, the pro in the pro, in the pro game, do you think there would still be like a, just a mental barrier that they would never be able to kind of like get through? Um, or is it, is it really just that when the game is faster, you know, as it is in a match, then they just can't put their skills together. Like, do you think it's a technical thing or it's a mental thing? I think it's a little of both. I think that, you know, playing in, you know, the, I think when you get to the higher levels, definitely mental is a huge part of it. You know, there's some guys that just can't mentally get there. And I think some guys just don't have it. But like, you have guys that are able to do crazy things with the ball that in a practice, literally at my fucking level, okay? You know the level I played at last year. It's local. It's the Quebec AAA level. If they were to come to one of my practices, they'd probably do ridiculous shit because they're obviously much better than all the other players there and they're technical. This is a guy by the this is a guy who, who 
at your level, say, is a good practice player, can't put it together in a game. Do you not think that the same thing would just happen at my level where he's a little bit more loose, he's playing around a little bit more, he's doing crazy shit in practice, and then when the game comes together, he's, he's good, he's still a good player, but he's not doing the same things that he's doing in practice, and he's like, oh, I, I can't now. Do you think it's like, do you think it's almost like, like, a, like a, there's like an inhibition where they say, I, I can't do that because now it's serious time. Yeah. No, I think, I think it depends, you know, obviously on, you know, the player. And I think it depends on the level. I think there's a lot of things that go into it. But I think that's the difference between a pro and an amateur is that you're always, you know, good practicing and always good playing. And like, there's some guys who are obviously worse at playing or worse at practicing that differentiates players. But I think that to be a pro, you got to be very professional, very good, always at all the time at all, all levels, all games. doesn't matter if you're with worse people or with better people, you're always a pro. Yeah, that's the other kind of side of the paradigm is you have guys who are bad practice players, but when the game, you know, when the lights are on, they're like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm here to play. Well, well, there's also some guys who are technically, you know, not great. So in a, in a training, they might not look that good because maybe they're just like a fucking Rooney, like a grinder, like someone who is not so flashy, but they're fucking strong when they play. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the position too, I guess, but yeah. So, so. What what's going on with you now? You were uh, you were telling me uh, off camera before that you think you might be out now of the game since we last spoke. Um, things have shifted a little bit. I think you were going to Gibraltar last time we we spoke like in person on a pod, and and you were also gearing up for for your showcase, which was I think it was in May, right? That was when the first one was, so it was like right before then. Yeah. Or were you just back from Gibraltar? Is that what it was? I just got back from Gibraltar. Was planning for what was to come, but. First, just to correct, never will be out of the game. Will always be in the game. Sorry, as a player, as a player, <laughs> is, it, is it over for you? So, good question. So, a little bit. So, last time I was here, I was planning for my showcase. My original plan was to do the showcase, um, play for another two, three years uh, professionally, obviously, continue climbing the ladder, maybe more. Uh, obviously, if it were to happen, and then go full time at this company I built, which is Find Me. And the idea for Find Me is that I believe that there's not enough opportunity for kids in Canada, especially Montreal. I'm very loyal to Montreal, given I'm from here, but I do work with a lot of the other provinces too. And I think it's quite incredible what I've done since May. And at this time, after the showcase, we started. I I started to place a lot of kids, you know, professionally and college and prep school. And then I actually had to have surgery. So it kind of, I was supposed to go on trial in Israel in the first division. My club in Gibraltar wanted to re-sign me. I had some opportunities in the USL as well. And I kind of just took the decision to go full-time with this company I grew and continue to grow and continue to help kids. And the way I'm doing it, I feel that I'm doing finally properly. You know, I'm young. I'm only, tw I just turned 25 yesterday. And I think that I'm taking everything I didn't like as a player and I'm basically doing it now to give real opportunity. And I think just between that, between the surgery, it kind of was just timing. Remind us where the surgery was on. You were telling me that as well. But just for the, just for people that you know didn't have the uh, didn't have the ability to, uh, I, don't, I guess, you know, listen into our conversation before, so they could be as floored as I was. <laughs> I had surgery on my testicles. Which actually, which one? Which it, testicle, Noah? It was it was my left, but actually your left you, nut. If you actually you want, had surgery on your left nut. Second to, second surgery, first time actually was in 
a foreign country and I had to play shreds and explain what was going on in a language I didn't speak. You know, that's not fun. I have a friend who had a testicular problem too a few years ago and he thought he had a lump on his nut and I played hockey with him. Uh, I played hockey as well as soccer growing up. So um, like uh, right up until the end like, of, of my minor hockey career. So in junior, um, we're, you know, we're, we're adults now, right? You're, you're, it's like 19 to like 22. Um, we're in junior, we're in junior, we're showering and, and we're comparing hogs and stuff as you do. We're fucking, you know, we're, we're just, just you know, dick talk in the shower. It's a thing that happens, obviously, right? You fucking, you, people fuck around. We start talking about like, like who's, who's, who's got bigger balls on the team, this and that. And, what, and, and the, the conversation transitions to one guy admitting, yeah, actually one of my balls is a little more swollen than the other. We go, what are you talking about? He's like showing us in the shower. We go, bro, you got to get that checked out. And he's like, I don't really know how. I'm uncomfortable going to a going to a clinic and just saying my there's a problem with my nuts. And he said he tried doing that once, and he showed up and he's like whispering, I have a problem with with my nut, with my nut. What with where, honey? Your 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 butt? No, my 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 nut, a nut. And he he walked out. He walked out. And I had to give him a referral to a doctor, um, to quote Kanye. Let's doesn't matter what ethnicity the doctor was. I'm not allowed to say. It was a Jewish doctor. Um, it's no value to the story, but but it was a Jewish doctor. I, I referred him to a doctor, and uh, he had to go to see a urologist and go through a whole process. But it, he had to be pushed to do it. it. It wasn't fun for him to have to try to explain in English, in in his country, not a foreign country, in his own country, that he had a testicular problem. It's not a comfortable situation. Yeah, no. When I was in Belgium, I was in so much pain. So my first thought process when it was happening. So I've always had issues in my left testicle. Just, it's actually funny enough on a serious note, very common with athletes to get testicular torsion. So it's basically when your testicle twists, I'm talking a lot about twisting, but basically I was in Belgium. I remember it perfectly. I'm sitting on a farm. I'm on trial in the first division. My coach is like Lukaku's coach, like just to put in perspective with the level I was playing at. Should have asked him if he's really the age he claims to be. Like, <laughs> And I'm, I'm sitting I'm sitting on this farm. They would have released you right away and said, this guy's asking too many questions. But, you know, hey, we, we, we might have got some answers. That might have been fun. But anyway, uh, sorry, I, di I digress. No, so I'm sitting on this farm and I ate breakfast and I feel a little bit of pain. Normally I exit, it goes away. I remember opening my laptop to watch Criminal Minds. I'm training that afternoon. That's an interesting choice of show to watch mm. while abroad, by the way. A fucking, a fucking network sitcom. What are you, now, what are you fucking... Are you psycho? Who the my, fuck doesn't stream? And, and my balls are hurting so much that I'm like, okay, hey, something's wrong. This is like way more painful than usual. So everyone... So there's a normal... So there's a baseline pain that you always have to deal with. And yes. now it's above that. It's way above that. So now, you might be a better athlete than me because I played competitive football. I've never played as much as you probably have in a week. The volume that you train at a pro level. I've never had an issue with my balls ever. I maybe got kicked in them once. I've never... Like this is actually new to me. I'm so... I, I don't know. A lot of people probably have played sports listening to this that are shocked. They probably feel inadequate right now because they've never had... Their, they've never had to fucking stretch their balls to that point. No, so I'm shocked. I, I, I was... So I'm sitting in my room and... I'm like, who do I call? Because I wanted someone to speak to. So I call. The worst part was that everyone in my family was in a different country. So my mom was in Costa Rica. So I was in Belgium. So I was seven hours ahead. No, eight hours ahead, actually. Right. Uh, my brother was in Northern Ireland. So he was the closest. He was one hour behind. What was he doing? Was he there for football so, as yeah, well? For football. He also plays? Yeah. Okay. He's playing for first division there for the Crusaders. It's one of the bigger clubs there. In, uh, in, in Northern Ireland. Belfast. In Belfast. Okay. And then my sister was in Toronto. And my dad was in Montreal. So, okay, everyone was in, they were both in Canada, but still different cities. 
finally, my dad answered at around 5 a.m. his time. And I just wanted companionship. And I'm like, can you just like tell me like, what, what, like, t- give me, like, I just wanted to talk to someone, even though he doesn't know fuck all about your testicles. So he yeah. goes online, he goes, it says eat fruits. I go, dad, what the fuck? I'm like, that's not going to help me. I'm like, eat fruits. I'm like, I'm dying of pain. And the pain's progressively getting worse, getting worse. Now my mom's actually a nurse. So I was waiting for her to answer. So I end up going, I knock on the owner of like the farm I'm living on, like house. It was You're like living a, on a farm in Belgium. It was like a bed and breakfast farm. That's where they put me up. So they gonna, put you up there. So I, I go while well, you're on trial. Right, so, right. So I, I go, no, I understand. I'm just, I'm just trying to, okay, I'm just trying to get a picture I saw the same fucking horse every day. So, and what was weird, they had wallabies too. Anyways, besides the point. So I go to... The Australian uh, animal. Yeah. So I what, go, is, what is a wallaby? I thought like a that kangaroo. was... kangaroo. But, but smaller. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a flyweight kangaroo. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. On the farm. Interesting. The How many? Like there was like probably seven. I don't seven know. Seven So I go. Are they all inbred? How does yeah, that? How, how, does it, how no do you get idea. to seven? That's such a random know. number. Usually yeah. it starts with two, and they had offspring. What, so what's I go. Okay. I go knock on the door, and the owner wasn't there. The daughter was there, and I start like pointing to my balls. And how, I how old? I gotta ask. How old? How old is she? Maybe 14, 16. Oh well, that's yeah. that's disgusting. Never mind. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I say to her, I'm like. I'm trying to explain I'm in pain. It's like the opposite. It's like she's getting her first period and talking to you. She's like fucking 14 years old. Hi, sir. I don't know what to do. It's like the fucking... It's like, so it's she's like, I'm shit. saying is your mom there? And she actually happened to be on the phone with her mom. And I'm pointing to my balls being like, I'm in pain. And she's laughing because she doesn't understand the severity. She thinks it's like funny. Yeah. I was asking... She thinks you're hitting on her. She doesn't understand how, uh, how, how it works. Well, she doesn't in, understand how men speak so, to women. My thought process was in my room... I had a shower and I wanted to know if there was a bathtub because I figured maybe if I freeze it, if I go into like an ice bath, maybe I'll feel better. So I asked, is there a bath in the vicinity that I can go in and like put it to the coldest it is and freeze it? So she said, yeah. Shrivel them up. Yeah. So she said in the suites there is and she gave me the key and the mom said, no problem. There was nobody there. So I go to this room. By this time, my mom finally answers and I was in so much pain that I couldn't get in the bath and my mom answers and I go back to the girl, and at this point now, this is about 30 minutes later, I'm puking too from the pain. Wow. And my mom uh, is like, you got to go to the hospital. Which is probably not making it better. No, Having definitely. to exert yourself. I've, I've puked so bad before that I felt it in my balls. So, so, I ended, so this, it's not <laughs> so, fun. Yeah, this is the opposite. So I speak, this is the worst pain I've ever, this, they say it's worse than a kidney stone, just to put it in perspective. What is worse than a T- kidney stone? torsion, which is what I was Torsion. Having. So basically, testicular torsion is when your testicle twists. And How does it twist? It's in a scrotum. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I don't fully understand the, the biology behind it, but I know that you have 12 hours or so to save the balls or you lose it. You can actually lose your testicle. Now, fun fact, a little science lesson from Noah, who's not a very good scientist. You only need one ball for sperm, so you still could you know, impregnate a girl. However, I, they end up saving the balls. I'm good. But anyways, so... It's a little hard to explain yeah. the, the the next time that you're you know you could you could hypothetically reproduce, but when it's when you're getting down to it, she's like, "Sorry, what, what's going on? Are you fucking? Are you, are you a freak? What's, so what's, so what's I wrong go, with I you?" I go back to the owner. It's to, hard to explain. To basically, say I need the owner, and when I get there, the mom was there. She was back this time, and I'm in pain. So she called the doctor in Flemish. In Flemish, no, she spoke English, but like broken. Right. But she called the doctor, and the doctor said that. She called the doctor and the doctor said, take him to the hospital. So they took me to the hospital. I was so uncomfortable. Luckily, two things. Number one, she actually knew what testicular torsion because her brother had it by chance. Something in the air in Belgium. And two, Belgium is top two of the best healthcare in Europe. 
Belgium and Netherlands are the top two. Uh-huh. So I was supposed to go on trial in either Italy or Belgium. Thank God I went to Belgium. Italy, I would have lost both nuts. So, <laughs> yeah, like, thank you're, God. You're telling me. Like, you're tell, you're Italy, telling. They're so fucking lazy. And they would have given back. you. They would have given you a medication that would have fixed the issue, but it would have given you a heart murmur. Yeah, that's what that's what happens. I have a cousin in Italy. I have a cousin in Abruzzo on the east coast, which is like not. It, it's it's civil. Like it's it, they're part of regular like Western society. They're not like on a fucking farm somewhere. Okay, he had like, I think he. He had like a fucking heart issue. He began going to Rome to see a specialist about it. They put him on meds and it almost made him blind and it made him lose like the ability to use his limbs for like 10 years. He had to regain the ability to walk over the course of a decade. It was the darndest thing. It was the weirdest thing. I have a cousin in Calabria in the fucking south where my dad's from who is diabetic and going blind. And it's like, it's, he's just diabetic. They gotta, give, they gotta give him insulin, but they don't, they don't fucking, I don't know. Like they've yeah. let him go blind. Yeah. They've let him go blind. He's just a big guy who has like fucking high blood sugar. But why doesn't he go to another country? I don't know. I don't know. You're asking me. Yeah, so, so anyways, I ended up getting surgery. You no, know, but to answer your question, no, this is actually a good question. Why does he not go? That's a good fucking question. These people don't fucking leave the region. They don't, yeah. leave, they don't leave the state. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. They, I, I maybe think, for a medical emergency they'll they'll cross they'll cross provincial borders, but a lot of them haven't even been on planes. Yeah, I digress. I mean, yeah, okay. So no, they saved the testicle. So I got rushed to the hospital. I just remember puking like eight times in the room, and there was a, like a young, very religious Arab man who walked in. He was wearing like full like I don't know what you wear. It's like a dress almost with a turban. Yeah, and what he, what the Qataris are wearing? Yeah, yes, and really walks, in Belgium. In Belgium, he walks in. He goes, "Can I help you?" And I go, "I just need help." <laughs> I was dying. Anyways, I was so fucked up that when I walked in, it was an, a slide open door, like automatic, and I like was waiting for it to open. And I obviously wasn't close enough, and I was just so fucked that like I was white. Like I I couldn't. I didn't know what to do, where to walk. Like I was in so much pain. I was gonna pass out. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So uh, I just remember having the worst pain of my life and then waking up with the pain being gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. What do they do to you? Do they like hook they you up to you an IV? Yeah, they put you to sleep and then they do the surgery. It's emergency surgery. Okay, it's a, it's a surgery, right? Yeah. And so basically, they untwist your ball and then they basically put your balls in like a net so they don't. My balls now technically are not able to twist again. Why? How do they twist in the first place is what I don't understand. How they does put a ball. A, they put a net around the scrotum or something. I'm almost inclined to say, can you pull your pants down? Can I see it? I, I don't, I'm trying to conceptualize what it looks see, like. You can't see it. Oh, it's on the inside. Yeah. So they just they tighten it up a little they, bit. They, they make a hole in your, in your scrotum. Right. They literally untwist it and put a net around, if I understood correctly. And this happened twice? N- no, it happened once, but then the recent... So then here's now the worst... This is, okay, I can't believe I'm really saying this publicly. After that, I don't know if it was side effects from the surgery or not... I went to Spain and I had fun in Spain. Like no one said anything if we're being honest. And like my mom gets mad at me. She's a nurse. So I'm very comfortable with her. And she's like, how do you not know this? So when I got back from Spain, this is now recent. So this is now like three, four years later. Uh-huh. When, when were you in Spain? I played in Gibraltar. So the Belgium was 2018. Spain. Uh-huh. I played in, then I was in Wales for a bit. I, I was in the States and I played in Gibraltar this past year in 2020. So this is when you re-aggravated it and you needed surgery. No, this so, is like the 20, so 2020, I didn't re-aggravate it. When I came home, my mom, I went hot tubbing with my friend and like I got naked in front of my friend, like whatever, it's fine, we're just changing. Sure. And he said, bro, your balls are massive. Yeah. And, and like I show, and they were like, imagine a grapefruit. Yeah. You know and, what? And, and what's crazy though is that 
I've been with several girls and not one fucking said a word to me. Because they probably liked it and they're like, I'm going (laughs) to shut the fuck up about this. This looks manly. I (laughs) I thought about that before. Like, who cares about balls, though? Who gives a shit about they, balls? No, but they it, were, it, it, it provides no sexual. They were legit though, like the size of a grapefruit, that big. So there's a guy I played with. Now again, there's a guy I played with in hockey. This is also hockey, because in, in football we just kind of, you know, it's very rare that you'll shower. Hockey you will shower, right? Football you fucking you get in the car and you get the fuck out. You're at a park, right? Generally, uh, you don't go to like a changing room at training often, right? Not at the low levels that 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 you know you play at locally here, right? Hockey's different. You have to go into a room. You have to shower. You just need to like take off all that equipment. So I would I would interact with my boys on my hockey team's junk more than my soccer team, right? That same team a couple years ago, right? Where I diagnosed that guy's issue and said you got a lump on your nut, which by the way was nothing. He just anyway doesn't matter. Um, I felt like I had to just loop back and just I don't know in case anyone's fucking OCD and fucking was worried about the kid. Yeah, he he he's fine. But there was another kid on the team. Honest to Christ. I shit you not. Um, now, here's the thing. You're telling me that your balls were big once, meaning like they just got to being as, as inflamed as grapefruits. I'm trying no, to- my balls were always big. I was born with like, I always had like large balls, but this was like abnormally yeah. large. So here's the thing. I, I'd have a hard time kind of placing... But this other guy's a little different because his balls were always huge. But dude, this, there was a guy on my team, Honest to Christ... And, and, and I'm actually concerned about this now. Like, I'm, I'm fucking, like, the wheels are turning. I'm thinking about all the times that my buddies and I have joked about, like, how big fucking so-and-so's balls are. Dude, his balls were fucking massive. They're like golf balls. But, like, like a golf ball's big. I mean, it's not as big as a grapefruit, how you're describing it. But two fucking golf balls in a sack is, that's fucking, it's, it's imposing. Yeah. And, again, it serves no purpose. It was, a, it was a big joke with my friends. Everyone, everyone would say, I got to the point where I go before my surgery, I go out for dinner and my friends would be like, go in the parking lot, show my girlfriend your balls, they're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys will do that. Yeah. No, whatever. I'm going to cut, <laughs> yeah, I'll cut this out because I, because I'll cut this out. But, but you no, know, guys have done that before with my, <laughs> they're like, go to fucking show, show my girlfriend your, <laughs> go, my, go show my girlfriend your, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. Like, come on, just show. Like, bro, you, what are you fucking crazy doing? I literally had buddies over. These fucking guys on my hockey team. I had them over for dinner a year ago, and people start drinking, and the topic goes to. And at one point, they're like Sam, I'm like, I'm not doing that. And they're like, okay, do it in the kitchen where just the guys can see. And then a couple of their girlfriends, like, they started. Them. They're just like, they're like, they're like, what the fuck? I want to see it. I was like, no, I'm not showing you my. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. I'll probably, cut, I'll probably cut that out. I'll fucking note that because I'm not fucking talking about in my on the fucking pod. I'll tell you. I don't give a shit, but I'm not going to start. <laughs> Guys will do that. Guys will absolutely uh, kind of treat that whole nether region as a, as a, you know, as a freak show. They'll, they'll talk about it like it's something to be, I don't know, like we're entertained by it. I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but we'll, you know, I, I, I've, I've seen guys, I've seen guys do that same thing. I've seen guys like say, hey girl, like to my, to my girl, to their girlfriend, fucking, you got to see this guy's, you got to see the size of this guy's dick. You got to see the size of this guy's, well, I've seen that happen. It's a real thing that guys do. And that's not helpful because they're not thinking something could be wrong with him. They're thinking, holy shit, this is, this is awesome. This is fun to look at. Good thing that your friend actually had the good sense to say, I don't think that's right. Yeah, no, yeah. it started with him. And what's crazy though is, that, like you said, I guess the girls just didn't care. Like I had just come off. No, seeing- why would they care? Because they're looking at this like, holy shit, he, he's he's an anomaly. This is this is interesting. They're learning about male anatomy. 
Balls are a confusing thing to women. They don't know what the fuck they are, what to do with them when they the first time they see they they just kind of learn to roll with them. I don't think anyone ever really craves seeing a ball, but when you see one that's really big as your girl, right, and, and it's unusual, you probably just think, ah, it's like it's interesting, it's fascinating. You just shrug. They, they, what are they gonna do? They're not gonna say. They don't know what's normal. They, they you know, they're not nurses. Yeah. You know. No. Well, I will say this. I'm definitely more comfortable now because they were so big that if you know, like butterfly stretch, like when you're on the field, yeah, like when you're so, I, like it would get caught in between my legs. Wow. Like yeah, like like it was bad. So okay, if we're really gonna go into specifics, before so I played for two clubs this year in Gibraltar. I played for Europa Point. Yes. And then after the podcast, I think no, maybe it was after my whole season. And then my second. Okay, so I think. You, when I came on, I had already played both teams. But my second part of the season, I played for a team called College 1975 FC. Um, great so, club. Uh, they did, well, they great did. club, great fans. Yeah, well, the, the coach was at uh, Real Betis, the manager. So I, that was appealing. Respect. But, yeah. yeah. But no, I remember like, so I, before I went there, I got, I got a surgical procedure. They wanted me to do the surgery, but I didn't want to because... It would have been a, a like a month recovery, and I had to start my season for the second half of the season. Mm -hmm. So, I literally got a needle, and they do a, a a surgical procedure where they put a needle in your balls, and they basically take out the liquid, and then it goes into like they they and then like they put like uh, antibiotics inside, and it's like they say forty percent it works, sixty it doesn't. Yeah, and it could fill right back up, and it felt not only right back up but more the next day. You have to like drink kombucha and shit to like restore like the the, the biotic no, level of your balls. If or, you if you want to go into antibiotics, when in I your did balls, the actual surgery, up. when I did the actual surgery, eight hundred fifty milliliters came out of liquid. Yeah. What kind of water? It's like yellow. Right. Why is that? Do you think? Yeah, it's, no, that I don't know. Do you think that maybe the nature of the issue could be that your balls are too big and that's why they get like they get fucking you know? Well, now I'm good. Now it's been a, it's been. But they were big to begin with. Maybe that kind of maybe that kind of puts you in a position that's a little bit more risky than I don't know. Say me who has normal balls. You know? Yeah. No, I don't know. I think I just have big balls, but now I'm good. Feel good, so it's all good. Yeah, and no one's ever said anything about them. Before or now? No, like, 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 you know, someone who's interacted with them. No one's ever made a comment. No, all my friends, all the guys. If, guys don't count because we, again, we enjoy no, that sort of no, thing. No, one girl said a word. That's my but, point because they don't fucking know what to expect. They think, they, they take it in stride. I'm telling you, they just say, wow. They just say, wow. I don't even necessarily think, I'm not trying to fucking pump your ego here. I really don't think there's anything erotic about big balls. I think it's more just like, Wow. Cool. I these, think they these, just kind of roll. They roll these, with it. These were those. I've never seen bigger balls than my. You can ask any of my friends. They were legit fucking grapefruits. Each? No, just well. It was like one grapefruit. Well, yeah, one grapefruit and one plum. <laughs> my buddy, my hockey buddy. I mean, it, his scrotum wasn't a grapefruit, but it was like a large clementine. <laughs> you know, I'm concerned. Maybe there was that, something yeah, up the, there. Actually, the doctor used to tell us that there is no danger. It will just possibly keep growing. Right. But it wasn't a cancer. It wasn't anything that was The thing is, with men, we kind of are so fascinated with size of things that we just, like, we might say, wow, awesome. They'll keep growing. That's fucking sick. And then just kind of see, like, how far the bit can go. Because every time you go to the shower with your boys after fucking playing, then it, it, it's like, hey, how big are his balls now? Let's check in. We fucking measure them, get the diameter. Imagine if that was, like, someone's dick. 
Hey, just so you know, your dick's going to keep growing. I, you, you could stop it if you want any time. The fucking guys would never, you know, be fucking touching was, the floor. We, at, we don't know when to stop. When, I was at, when, when they were big, I was at my friend's house and the dog actually thought it was a tennis ball. He started barking. Why were they out? I was showing my friend. Right. How, how big is the dog? Small. A small dog? Yeah. Maybe he was just scared. He was like, fuck, those are half the size of my head. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know, bro. So, so, and that was your, that was your swan song in football was, uh, was getting, getting getting a liter of uh, yellow fluid drained from your nuts and you haven't played since. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, no. So I've been definitely playing. I mean, I played, I've been playing at like, uh, this soccer plex league and there's so, it's so funny cause all these Which guys, one? Which one? I don't even know what the league is. I, it's, I know the QCS, only well. QCSL. No, it's not QCSL. It's not QSL. No, it's not Total Campo. No, but it's funny because... I, it, I don't know. Those are the only no, trash no, ones this, in Montreal. That a, I know. No, but this league, it's first division in the sense that I know there's a few AAA teams that registered in it as a team. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah, they, yeah, they do that. Yeah, and what's so funny is like they all take it so serious. And I mean, we do, I guess, too, kind of, but like not really. Like sure. My team is like kind of like, they're just like, you know, some are good players, some are dog shit some yeah. of staying in shape yeah, Anyways, yeah we played this team last week we kicked their ass and they're all coming up to me because i'm fine me and they're like hey bro like help me go pro or this or that i'm like bro i literally haven't trained since the summer and like i'm whooping your ass like and you want to go pro with, like, ball, with balls the fucking size of <laughs> no they're normal now the fucking size of normal uh, now tennis so ball. no i have been playing i still train i have an opportunity to go to the usl championship uh on a trial uh in january but i'm pretty much full-time now with find me are you, I mean, it feels inevitable that you'll pivot into being an agent at some point, but um, now that you're kind of half, you know, I guess you're, you have maybe one foot in the door um, of being an agent, like in that you've already started, but you're kind of still flirting with the idea of maybe continuing to play. How do you think that works? How do you think you can balance them both? Because that's a weird thing that not a lot of guys do. Yeah, um, no, I think that's a good, oh, it's not really, no, it's fine. I was, no, I was not, I was, it's not really a conflict of interest if you're a player. No, but it's a little awkward if like guys on your team are like, "Hey, bro, I really like what you did for that other guy." Um, fucking, you think you could? You think you could rep me? And it's like you're playing on the team, repping well, your I think, teammates. I think, I think that that's kind of what I realized. Right, I was at Europa Point in Gibraltar. My team was very good. Like we didn't. The problem with Gibraltar is that you have to play five locals, and unfortunately, the locals are just not at the level unless you're at the top two teams. But there's not a lot the, of them. The foreigners were fucking solid. Like our team, I would argue, was a USL Championship level team. The top players. You know, f six or seven of us were legit players. I mean, my winger played for Watford. My goalie played for Atletico Madrid's academy. We had very good players. And, you know, it got to the point where players were coming up to me saying, could you help me? I've been helping players uh, as a hobby for the last, you know, five years, college, prep school, and professional. You're just that guy? Like, you, we, just, we talked I, about this last time, but you're, you're just the guy who kind of naturally... I, I, I understand had, the process of recruitment and... I'm very close. I just I've I've built good contacts over the years. So do you volunteer? Do guys just come to you because they just see you as a guy who? A little bit of both. I think my name's gone out there too, and in the sense of I help one. When you've played, not locally, like when yeah. you've played abroad, so your name gets out. How does that? Because I was playing in Gibraltar, I help one guy, and then everyone talks. All right, you guys then, all play in. I mean, that league's weird because it's all in one stadium, right? It's, it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty homey, probably. Me and he says, "Hey, could you?" Help me? I mean, I got a kid. I'll try out in Malta. I got another kid, you know, an opportunity to go to Ireland. So I, I've definitely helped. You know, I, I enjoy the prep schools and colleges more. I am pretty much an agent now. So it's safe to say your agent and you, the guy who you, last time you were saying respectfully, uh, does fuck all for you. 
he's out of the picture now, I assume. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, I was always self-advocating. I think there's a big problem with the agencies in the world, to be honest. I mean, not saying they're all not good. There's some great agents. I just think that, especially Quebec, again, I go back to not enough opportunity here. That's why I started this. I think I've helped a lot of kids since May, and I continue. I do like, like I was, what I was going to say, though, was, I mean, I love professional world. You know, I, I signed a kid since I saw you in Ireland in the first division. This was a kid that, you know, a lot of people didn't believe in, and I, he trained with me, and I knew that he worked hard enough to do it, and I got him at one of the biggest clubs in Ireland, and he played this year for Bohemians, which is a big yeah, club, yeah, actually, yeah, in yeah, FIFA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, some of these other kids that I'm helping go college, I love it, because college, I feel like I'm actually like bettering their life, because they're getting an education, and they're playing high level, uh -huh. and then if they're really that good, they can use it to go pro. Uh-huh. Well, that's, no, that's, that's great. But I mean, look, you're, you're in a position now where you don't really know, you're kind of at a crossroads, I guess. You're kind of at a crossroads. Like it's good. It's probably cool that you, you get to feel like you're helping other guys out. But at the same time, it's like, there's no Noah for Noah, but yourself, right? But it's an opportunity that I think what you now what you now do like the network that you're that you've been able to kind of create I think is really cool for a young guy um, who's trying to like make it in the game, but you now are you're not just some guy you're not retired you're you're not some ex player you, you you kind of did it on the fly it's highly unusual yeah yeah no definitely I mean that, that's all I'm saying it's not normal that a guy I, I, at your age you know at the, before you're even in your like athletic prime decides to pivot and i get that you kind of have to make shit happen on your own at the lower levels of the pro game it's not you know not everybody is 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 not everybody is george mendez the, the, you know the top agents represent the top tier talent who but there's a lot of other good football that exists in the world you know i so. I, th I think the way I'll answer that is like... By good football, I just mean pro you know like like competent elite I, football no for sure I, and i think the way i'll answer that is that you know, I think I'm a very good player. I, I definitely aspired to play a lot higher than I did. You know, people come up to me like, oh, you play pro. Yeah, I did play pro, you know, but I obviously aspired to play MLS or Israel First Division or somewhere where, you know, it was really at a top, top level. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's also pretty cool when I have to be doing something right when TFC, the head scout, called me two weeks ago to talk about a player I knew in college and see if he could be eligible for the draft. So the fact that he's calling me, getting my word, means I'm doing something right on the recruiting end. Well, you could maybe look at it and say that it's hard. Look, it's hard to carve a career out as a pro. Um, and and given like what you've set up, it looks like you're kind of poised to make more of an impact in the game as as you know a builder or as an agent. Which is fun because if you have a business mind and you have a passion for the sport, great, perfect cocktail, do it. Um, but, I mean, you, you get, like, a fix from playing still. Like, I'm, I'm done playing at the highest level that I'm ever going to play. Quebec sure. AAA and level. I'm retired from it. I'm not going to never play again. I still want to so, play. But, but I have other goals. I'm a comedian now. Yeah. I'm a comic. I, you know, I have other crazy shit I'm doing, you know? I think it's important. Like, I, I enjoyed taking on crazy tasks, okay? And, and, and or just finding crazy goals and, and trying to build something, Um before I kind of lost my mind and started doing comedy, I, I, w I would have been open to building a business. I almost wanted to be an agent. I studied labor relations because it's what I wanted to do. I, my interests pivoted, but I respect, I, I understand um, the desire to kind of build something like that. My point is, you know, even though like my interests have kind of 
shifted now in terms of what I want to do is, uh, you know, professionally, I suppose, I don't want to stop playing football. I still want to play. And I still have like a competitive edge to me. I'm curving that and saying, listen, I have other goals, so I have to unfortunately make a choice. You're in a position where it's probably the same thing. It's probably the same thing, to be fair, where you might just say, listen, I've played pro. I've been I've been paid to play football. I played in the first tier somewhere. That's as high as I'll make it. That's as high as anyone can make it, even if, you know, Gibraltar versus England is not the same level. It's You've, you've played first division football somewhere. You, you might be able to say, listen, I, w- I want to keep playing, but I want to, you know, because I want to keep touching the ball and, and, and running around and sweating, but I'm, I'm waning it back a little bit. You could do that. But there's like a competitive edge that never really goes away. I still feel it. I, I, I don't like the fact that I'm never going to play again. People might say, then why the fuck aren't you? What the fuck? You live one. Yeah, it's true. But I, my goals are just shifting. You have to kind of sacrifice shit for your goals. But that's I, where I, it's weird because I, your goals are within football. So like it, you're still kind of close to the game. There's not a big gap between like playing and, and being around an environment with players. I mean, there is. Your lifestyle is different. But it's you're in the same environment so i i think again you know the answer to that is that yeah no i'm I'm still in the same environment and you know i eat sleep and breathe football you know as a player so of course it wasn't an easy decision and of course you know every day i want to keep playing i wanted to play you know i got to play in front of you know a couple thousand fans but i want to play in front of you know i want to play in the champions League. i want to play in front of seventy-five thousand people and i really do believe i'm good enough to play in Israel in the first division or leagues like that where I was realistic, where I could have got to, you know, USL championship, maybe MLS if I kept working. But, you know, there was no one hard, there was no harder worker than me. I think the thing is, is that again, I just saw an opportunity. I think I'm very talented. Who the on- fuck calls a house phone? Dude? This, this happened a few weeks ago and it was actually, sorry, it was a Ghanaian woman from Rogers. Let's have a little fun. Hello. Speaking. Yes, this is Jean-Christophe from the organization Children Now. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Uh, I'm, I'm in a meeting right now, but I could take a moment. Let's uh, let, let's talk. What's up, sir? Okay, I'll, I'll try to be uh, as quick as possible. If we're calling today, it's first of all to thank you for everything you've done with us in the past for underprivileged children. Uh, it's extremely appreciated. Can you remind me what we've done? We're, uh, we're very big into philanthropy in this household, and I, I can't recall exactly what we did with you in particular. Can, can you remind me? Okay. Sorry. Oh yes, of course. We give, uh, we give underprivileged children uh, school articles. It was in July, uh, end of July. It's not the only donation you've done with us. You've also done donations with us in the past, but uh, yeah, the last one it was for the back to school program. So sure. grateful. And then the other reason of the call today was also to talk to you about our wonderful Christmas shows we're organizing again this year. Christmas shows? Where, where at exactly? What kind of Christmas shows? Is it a ballet, or, or what? What are you What are you guys putting on? Oh well, there's a well. There will be a uh, there will be a buffet. There will be a spectacular show animated by professional animators, uh, and in total there will be 700 underprivileged children who will attend the show, and they will have the chance to see the, the Santa, Santa Claus arrive in his sleigh, uh, uh, Mrs. Claus, 50 volunteer elves, and many of their favorite mascots. So it's a, it's a really a beautiful activity, and even to top up the day. They you know you know it's funny that you say that because i actually had somebody that was telling me about this event one time nearby yeah i had to sorry 
He's going to call back though, no? We'll see. I don't know. That was a mistake. Listen, it's uh, once he started talking about underprivileged kids, there was I, I was going to make a Jeffrey Epstein joke, but then apparently I saw he was local. I th apparently the family's donated. I don't even know if that's true. I, listen, we, we, we got an image to uphold here a little bit. We, we, that's where I draw the line. I wasn't going to start making a joke at the fucking expense of 700 underprivileged kids when he was about to make the pitch and say, hey, do you want to fucking come through to the party and, 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 and buy a team? Oh, Jesus Christ. Do we just let it ring? The line went dead. Listen, man. There's no reason to have a house phone anymore. It's, it's, I don't know one. No, but you just get called from your fucking... Do uh, you have any great aunts and uncles? They're the only people that still call. People in their 70s or 80s. Your Jewish or Italian fucking old, old relatives call because they still have the fucking number from 1992 yeah. that your parents have had. It's completely, you know... It's fucking... What are you going to do? Fuck, that, that rattled me. I don't know. I feel bad. Was that a bad... Was that a tough call? We, we, we're in a meeting over here. You know, he said he would make it quick. He was fucking rambling about Santa Claus. That's, <laughs> that's where I draw the line, you know? little reverence. My guess, is, my guess is a fucking... My guess is a tribesman. We're going to start talking about Santa Claus and all the fucking gifts that Christian kids get. That's fucked up, you know? I'm, I'm sorry. I interrupt... Uh, he interrupted you. By the way, is your mom... Your mom is Italian, right? So, no. So, both parents are Jewish, but both... Re, uh, with different people now, like divorced, and the uh, okay. whole mom's okay. side of the family is Italian. Okay. With Italians. Right, okay, got you. I was going to ask, because I actually have a friend, there's a comic in Montreal, you know who Samson Cooperman is? No. Okay, I figured I might ask, because a lot of you guys know each other. His mom is Jewish. I want to get him on the pod, because he's, uh... anyway, it's, it's a long, there, there's an angle that we're going to go for, but to do with, to do with like an ex-girlfriend of his that kind of ruined his life. Anyway, but his mom's Italian. His name's Samson Cooperman. He wears a kippah. He kind of converted to Orthodox Judaism. But technically, his mom never converted. Samson Cooperman. Maybe dude, I do know who he is. Dude, he's... Of course you do. You guys all fucking know each other. You guys all went to the same fucking camps and stuff. You guys... You're someone you know. Someone you know knows him for sure. Okay? It's a very small... To be fair. By the way, you guys need to know each other. You guys need to know who's who because when shit goes, when shit goes wrong, you need to be able to fucking know exactly... You, you need to be able to do a little head count. That's... Yeah. Is that fair? His mom is Italian, and she never converted. And he's like the be he's like the most proud Jew I've ever met. But technically, he's not he's not like like by blood, right? I don't even think he's a Jew. I think his mom his your mom has to be Jewish, right? No. In order for you to get it passed on. I don't know. I always found that interesting. <laughs> I mean, there's, 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 I have no larger point, but it's like why the mom, not the dad. Anyway. Anyway, um, what were we saying? What were you saying? I'm. It was just about the pivot of, of going from the playing. You know, I just think that I think that there's a calling for everyone. I think, again, I obviously aspire to play higher, but, you know, I'm helping a lot of kids. I'm helping yeah. a lot of players. I, I mean, it was my birthday yesterday, yes. and I got so many fucking messages of family saying, happy birthday, God, or thank you, God, for putting us in there. I've never got so many religious messages. Yeah. And it's like, I, I'm obviously doing something right if they're really that thankful, or they're just trying to... Get me on their good side. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can help their kid. Sure. <laughs> that sounds like something that a lot of... Yeah, but, but a lot of Muslims do that, though. They're, they're, they're very, these are like parents who are reaching out to you saying yeah, thank you. all different religions. Yeah, of course. All different religions. I, this is me pointing this out, not you. The, the, you know, the Christians have kind of... They've kind of... Um, the Jews are a little bit more polite about their faith they don't really they don't really like talk about it that openly the christians are kind of a little bit more spiteful about it the ones that talk about god and jesus are a little bit they're seen as a little bit weird it comes off a little bit strange but the muslims now can get away with 
they'll say, they'll say, God bless you. You know, I mean, maybe in the South, like in the deep South, Christians will say that a little bit, but you know, may God bless you. May God guide you. I thank God for your presence. That's, that's a very Islamic thing to do now. There's still very much, and it's not weird. It's like, it's, it's comforting almost. I've, I've heard that before. I've actually had the same thing happen to me where my buddy's mom, my Moroccan buddy's mother wanted to thank me uh, for the shit that I did for, actually, you know, the kid, Fauzi. Yeah, Fauzi. Yeah. Okay. So I'm friends with his older brother. He's a good kid. Um, his mother, his Moroccan mother's like thanked me before. Uh, Samuel, merci Dieu, vous êtes, vous êtes très gentil. It's, it's just what it is. Like that's funny though. They're they very, they're very the comforting. He's perfect at English. Yeah, they, they, they speak, they speak French in the home. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like a lot of people here, he's bilingual. He's, no. in, he's in Spain still. Yeah, he's a good kid, man. He's a good kid. I hope it all fucking works out. His brother's been on the pod a few times. Um, he wished me yeah. happy birthday. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's a good kid. Yeah. He's got that like classic, that classic North African physique, man. So many North Africans look the fucking same. The curly hair and lanky, yeah. you know, tall, lanky, and curly yeah. hair, you know. But um, I don't know. Like, you want to go to the Israeli Premier League, man? You know, I gotta say, your name really works there. Your name would really, it would work really well there because uh, Noah Eisenberg is a is a fucking that's a solid name to play in Israel. Because I remember uh, Juve were playing Maccabi Haifa, I think. Haifa won. Yes. With a goalkeeper named Josh Cohen. Yeah. His name was Josh Cohen. Way, college kid. Played college. Shut up. I swear. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. He's Italian. No, he's Jewish. Yeah, well, he's Jewish. He's Jewish Italian. I think he his, played, his played, family played college. Get and the fuck out of here. I swear. No fucking way. Do you have your phone? Where do you play? In my coat. I think he played in California. You can look this up. No, but Josh Cohen. I saw that and I was like, oh, like, like up he, Josh Cohen. I could. I'm we know a, we probably you probably know the Josh Cohen in Montreal. Yeah, you know, DJ, relaxed. DJ, yeah, yeah I, his, I featured his fucking music on the on the pod last week. Yeah. Or like the last episode. I don't know when this is gonna be fucking released. We might be banking this because this is kind of that Josh. I love. Yeah, Josh <laughs> Cohen. Yeah, I've talked about that before. I've said I literally know a Josh Cohen. Fucking Josh Cohen just beat I'm us. I'm telling you, he played uni. I'm almost sure. I looked him up. I'm shocked. Anyway, um, but yeah, like it's. It's a good Ashkenazi name, you know, Noah Eisenberg. It's a, uh, you fit right in, you know? You click the Wikipedia, you'll see. Yeah, yeah, let's see. 30 years old. Holy fuck, he's from the U.S., you're right. Okay, well, I believe you now. He's, he's born in the U.S. I don't know how I fucking missed that. I thought he was Israeli. Yeah, there you go, he played for San Diego. Get the fuck out of here, that's wild. That's fucking insane. Josh Cohen. So, um, so in Belgium, dude, when, uh, <laughs> and I heard when he got there, he wasn't even the best. And then he worked his way up to being the best goalkeeper in the country. And who does he play for internationally? So I was going to ask you about the fucking, the Belgium experience, but he doesn't play internationally. That's wild. Okay. He's American. Okay. Fair. Maybe he could play for fucking Israel. I don't know. You read the, you said in Gibraltar, you're going to ask me. No, Belgium, right? Okay. Um, I'm gonna ask you. So, the the first. So, just to be clear, because I'm, I got a little rattled. I guess when you started talking about your balls, I, I was kind of just not rattled. I was, I was, I was a little taken aback. I was, I was, I was, I was enthralled in the story, and I kind of got a little confused in the dates. So, so it's there were issues on two occasions. One was the big surgery, which was in Belgium on the farm. The second time was a few months ago, where you just had to get them drained because of swelling. The no, first, it was just because of big, right? Well, a, a liter of liquid. I think that's fair to say. That's 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 swelling. That's, yeah. that's swollen, right? 
Isn't that what? Isn't that what swelling is? Isn't swelling just I like guess, liquid? I guess so, but not dangerous. Right, just unsightly. Yeah. <laughs> right, or impressive, <laughs> depending how you want to look at yeah. it. So in Belgium, the first time was in 2018. 2018. Now, is it fair to say that that fucked the trial up a little bit? No, it played really well when I was there. Really? Yeah. So this was after the trial. It was during, but like. That didn't throw a wrench in the gears of the plans to no, maybe like get back, signed I was by this back club. Playing five five days later. Wow, because I was gonna say like if you know that's not a big recovery. This no, it's not. Much longer. That's insane. Because I was gonna say I figured that after you know undergoing testicular surgery, the coach is like, yeah, cut him loose. He's injury prone. Well, can't then, fucking then, rely on him. Then, but it's actually it actually somehow in a crazy twist of events. It almost like had the opposite effect. Like what? He had, he had his fucking ball sliced the, open five days ago. He's back on the field. Sign this guy up. How did they not sign after you? After that, I also had shingles. You know what that is? Got that from it. They might say so. Okay, so now we're back to hey, he's a little unlucky. Who the fuck is this guy? Like this guy. This guy's good, but he, he's injury prone. He's, but that was when I got home from Belgium. Okay. Right when I got home. Okay. So as far as they're concerned, you had your ball sliced open. And you were back on the field within a week. That's all they saw. What happened? What went wrong there? Right there. I'm signing a guy just on the fucking on merit. They give you the classic, uh, sorry, too many uh, foreign spots occupied or what? Yeah. No, no I, you know what? It was more, it was a trial, uh, but it was definitely more of going there, training, seeing what I would do. You were uh, younger too, right? I you was know? younger, you know, for them, for me. I could have stayed with, they wanted me to stay with the, under 21s you know i remember being at one of their games and the guy the coach came up to me and said it's a pity that you're not playing but you have to sign there's a lot of paperwork you have to do and i wanted to play first team football which is you know like yeah i, I wanted to leave academy system right so it was good preparation and then i went to northern ireland and i was playing first team football and um okay so so okay no it's just, it, again like if, if a guy I'm paying a guy who gets his ball sliced who comes back within the week. That's just, as a rule of thumb, as a guy, I'm, I'm saying that guy's a tough motherfucker. There's a lot of guys who would say, I can't do it. Like, like, like even if the doctor says do it, a lot of guys psychologically would be a little fucked up. They'd be like, are you sure this is a good idea? Listen, there are definitely a lot of fucking, fucking guys who have, like, what the dog in them that want to go, you know, play at all costs. Who are like, you know what, I don't care. This is all I want. You have a lot of guys who just say, no, I'm going to take this one out. Or I'm going to sit this one out. I don't know, like, like this, I would have signed you right there and then. I don't know how you played, but if you were competent and didn't fuck, if you had a decent touch on the ball, I'm signing you if you fucking get your balls cut open and you're bucking back playing within a week. Yeah. I'm not trying to rub this in. I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're like thinking of what could have been. I'm just, I'm, if, it, if it makes you feel any better, I'd have fucking, I'd have fucking signed you on the warrants of that yeah, alone. No, I legitimately was, mean that. It was, it give was him a fucking, Give him a fucking shot. Give, well, there, give him the I remember the physical it. coach picked me up and we joke about it to this day about my balls. Because they were, it was the thing of the thing of the thing of mythology that nobody's ever seen before or since. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I guess. I, I guess. Look, there there are guys though, who just kind of. Whether they're injury prone or whether they kind of are overly precautionary, I find that I, I've played with guys. I guess my question for you is like whether this happens at the the pro level too, but I've played with guys, dude, who piss me the fuck off. There's always something wrong with them, you know. You got you, you, you like I broke my nose in a game. I got kicked in the face, and I fucking played through. 
you know, I didn't know my nose was broken. I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was open. Actually, this was in like in goal. The first year I played goal. The the last the, the first year I played goal when I resumed, when I resumed uh, when I resumed my career in goal. Right, this is whatever the fuck. You know what it is? Actually, I've told this lie so many times now. I forget who I can tell the honest truth to. I forgot that the people on the pod. I've I've come clean with the people on the pod. They know it's a bit. All right, I never played goal. I lied, said I was a goalie, and then I wound up going on to play goal. Great, fantastic. Perfect. I for I forget sometimes. I've told so many versions of that story to different people. I forget whether or not I'm allowed to fucking admit it or not. My first ever year as a goalkeeper, when I when I started, you know, when I started on that fucking on that 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 crazy like challenge, I got kicked in the face mid game, dude. My nose was broken. I did not know. I played the game. I finished it, and at one point, fucking, I don't remember what exactly. I don't remember what exactly happened. I think someone put a Band-Aid on my, on my nose or something. But because I had just gotten like my bell rung a little bit, I was a little bit out of it. And I didn't even notice that they had put like some shit on my nose. I think it was a Band-Aid and it was like skin colored. And I didn't have a mirror on the field, right? What I would do is I would wrinkle my nose like this, right? And I would look at the bridge. You know, you're, you know you're able to kind of like look down at your nose? I was doing that. And I would see the Band-Aid lifting. But I didn't know the Band-Aid was on. So I thought it was my skin lifting. And I played the game anyway. You got your balls fucking sliced open. You were back on the field. Not everyone is built like us. Some guys, bro, will just fucking say, oh, I feel pain. I got to sit out. Is, does that happen at the pro level too? Are there a lot of fucking pussies at that level too? Yeah, I think yes and no. Because you feel like it'd be bred out of them at, at, at the top levels. Yes and no. I mean, I think overall you have to, you, you got to play through it. But I definitely think there's still pussies out there, especially if you're like a prima donna or someone who gets a lot of attention. But do you think that do you think that's part of it? Is oh, I, you know, I need to see the physio. There's something weird about like, hey, I gotta see the physio. I don't know. I'm on. I need tape. I need tape. I need to be stretched. I don't know if I could play. Like, is it is a prima donna thing? It's mm. like they talk it up. Mm. Guys who do that, they don't just fucking quietly just suffer and get told by the physio you're out. It's like it's like them telling the physios I don't feel well. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're 100% right. I think there's a lot of pussies. Like, I have a, I have a good friend. One of my best friends is Italian. I always bug him because he just called me today. He goes, I don't know if I can play Sunday. My knee's hurting a bit. I'm like, bro, you're going to have this knee problem for the rest of your life. Like, what do you care? Like, Yeah. You know, it, you're, you're not wrong. Like, you're, like, you're going to sit out every time you feel a little bit of pain? Like, Some doctors would say that you have to do that. Some doctors would say that. Then you have David Goggins who fucking runs with, you know, with no ligaments in his knees. Says who's gonna carry the boats and he's running a ma- like a half marathon every day. It's it's possible, you know. Stay hard. It's it's I don't know. It's it's people are built differently. You got to get to like a you got to get to a head to a headspace where you're like yeah I don't I just don't give a fuck. Some people just overthink it. Some people are hypochondriacs, man. Most people are probably gonna grow up when they're you're looking at the Makeda you're looking yeah. at the Makeda fucking jersey in yeah. the background. Oh man, yeah. I've told this story a lot on the pod, but it's. Fuck it, I'll tell you what happened. That's, uh, I was in Mykonos like three years ago. I bought the shirt. Uh, it was a Panathinaikos shirt. He was playing in Greece at the time. I was like, holy fuck, he's still alive? I'm buying that shirt. I saw it hanging from like a stand. Got home, opened it up. It was a kid's small. So it, like, it was a crop top on me. So I just hung it up. I just hung it up. I can't wear it. Yeah. I was in Mykonos again a year ago and I went back to the same shop and I, I bought the same shirt, which hadn't changed. Same sponsor, same Fugazi shirt. You know, he was still on the, he was still playing for the team, but he could have transferred away fucking two years ago. They would have still been selling Makeda shirts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I got it in the right size and I wore it once in Athens and I'm never wearing it again, but I, I had to just make it right. You know, 
But I, I don't know. We might redesign the studio. My girlfriend has a few ideas. We might, you know, we might fuck around a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, no, he's become like a cult figure on this podcast. He has. I think he's playing in Turkey now. He's playing in Turkey. That guy came through with like Ronaldo, man. That was so wild. You remember like 10 years ago, he was 17, scored that goal against like Bolton or Aston Villa. Yeah. And everyone yeah. thought he was like the next best thing since fucking Cristiano. Yeah. You know, now like this guy's, this guy's, you know, he's, I guess he's forged a respectable career as a professional, but you know, definitely didn't hit the heights that you expected on that day. And now Ronaldo's like 38, still playing in the World Cup, you know. Not everyone's built like him, man. What do you think about this World Cup? What do you make of... Uh, we'll wrap on this, I guess, a little World Cup talk. Fucking Canada lost... I don't know when this is coming out because this is kind of like a little bit against the grain of like what's going on in the world in the World Cup. Maybe this will be a bonus episode. I don't really know. But at the time that we're recording this, like Canada just fucking dropped the ball against uh, Morocco. They lost 2-1. Zero points. Does anyone give a shit? I find it so patronizing. I, thought, that I, ca- about I called before the group that Canada wouldn't come through. Everyone said they're going to go through. I said no chance. They're not well, everyone here said they're going to go through because Supported. we're delusional. Yeah. I thought, dude, I told my friend I thought they would top the group. Really? Oh, I thought Morocco was an afterthought. You know what's funny is that their best game was Belgium. Yeah. And it's like because they fucked up there and they didn't do what they had to do and get points on the board, it just became it became a really tall task right there. And that like you, you have to do well at the gate. It's almost impossible to lose the first game and go on to win. Argentina did it. Uh, as soon as Saudi Arabia... Dude, I knew Saudi Arabia was fucked and they weren't going to go through the group after they beat Argentina when I saw that... When, when I saw that fucking Mohammed bin Salman, the Saudi uh, prince, king, whatever the fuck he is, he awarded every single player, including the third-string goalkeepers, a $450,000 Rolls-Royce Phantom for having beaten Argentina. Because, oh, God. Because he made them happy. I didn't know that. Because they made him happy. Oh, you entertained the king. Thank you. Yes. I give you Rolls-Royce. You know, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's actually it's it's there's no correlate. I guess there's no corrupt. No, no. Who cares? Who who gives a shit, right? It's it's not. It's not corruption. It's not. It's not. It's not like they're not allowed to accept gifts from. He's the head of state. He's the head of state there. You know what I mean? There's no. There's no rules over there. What are they gonna do? The fucking antitrust. Saudi Arabian antitrust gonna come after them? That's not how that works. He he's the king. He does what he wants. He beheads who he wants. He gifts what he he gifts what he wants to who he wants. But yeah, like. I mean Saudi Arabia. I think they. I think they. They took a day off. I think. I think it was a national holiday the day after they beat Argentina. Like right there, and that was their World Cup. You know, you knew. You knew they were probably not going to advance, and you knew that Argentina was probably going to bounce back. It's yeah. very, but it's very rare. Like it's, Argentina, it's Argentina. You know, Argentina had to win. Apparently, it's twenty-three times your money if you bet. I mean, what? Wait, what? For Argentina for to win? Saudi Arabia. Oh well, yeah. No shit. Yeah, I mean, nobody... Dude, they were ranked like the worst team in the tournament according to a lot of people's power rankings that I saw. And to be honest, they may not have been that far off. I mean, they, they, they did not qualify from the group. They just had like a moment of... They had like 10 minutes where they scored two fucking goals and they put it all together. But like, it's very tough, man. Like, it's tough for... It's tough to advance through the group when you just lose the first game. It's... You know? And the funny thing is... I. Every game was kind of tight except the Croatia game. It got a little wild at the end, but like they almost tied it. Osorio almost had a really good fucking goal from like 25 yards out. If that like doesn't whiz by the post, you're looking at a whole different thing today. But again, like they lost to Morocco. They were probably never going to go through anyway, but we're, we're all just so delusional as, as fans. You have to be though. You have to be delusional in anything you do. You know, you're telling me you want to play in the Champions League. A lot of people might hear you and think you're delusional. You have to believe it. 
You have to fucking believe it. If you don't believe it or you start to say, ah, oh, maybe, maybe not, you're dead. Who would have thought Haifa would have beat Real Madrid? Yeah, or Juve. It was, yeah. Juve, Juve sorry. Juve, man. Juve's a fucking disaster right now, bro. By the time this comes out again, because I don't know when this pod's going to be coming out, they could, they could be fucking down in the second division. I don't know if you saw what's been going on in Italy. The entire board, the entire board resigned because of like, because of, I, I don't know, like they got word that they were all going to get arrested the next day. So they all resigned so that they wouldn't be arrested as active members of the club. And it's really tough. Like playing in Italy would be really cool for you, bro, because the, the corruption in Italy just goes up to the top. Juve's being, Juve and like, Juve and Napoli and, and Milan, they've all gotten in trouble for like fucking financial issues in the, or fucking like accounting issues in the last like five years. It only gets worse when you go down. You you, sh- you could probably be able to, you should probably be able to fucking find a way to finagle a way in, bro. I don't know if you I don't know if you, you know, if you have like connections in Italy at all, but but it'd be a really fun experience for you. It'd be a little different. It'd be a little bit of a different change of pace, you know, if you want to keep running your business and and helping players go pro and all. I get it, but if you want to have another experience as a as a pro dude playing in Italy would be so I've, fucking I've, you would just get so many crazy stories. Well, I have a lot of friends who played Serie D. And and what what's the overarching theme of of the shit that they tell you about their oh, experience? Soccer is amazing, and when you're not playing, it sucks. Because a lot of times you're in a small town, so there's nothing there. Now, if you're in a good place like you know Milan, or if you're somewhere where uh, fuck, I always forget the name on the water. It's uh, it's with a P. Padova. No. Uh, 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 it's um not Palermo. Not no. Palermo, but Palermo's nice. Uh, it's in Sicily. Posca, Posca. I don't know, I bro. The name. I don't know. I have no. I have no idea it's what you're talking bug about. Me. I'll check after. Serie B team or Serie C team? I forget. Serie B team on the on the Como? Como? No. What are, you, what are you talking about? I'll get the name after. I'll get the name after. I forget. Where Where are they on the map? Conceptually, can you place them on a map? It's not far from Benevento. With a P. Yeah. They start with it. Starts with a P, and it's in Campania. It's in the south. I'll, I'll show you on after on a map. Near Positano? What are you talking about? Here, you want to do you? It's gonna bug me. You I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Fucking look it up. Just watch. Yeah, just make sure the wires don't cross. It's all good. Here, you can look it up. But um, you you should do that. You should consider. You know, what? I think there's one of two things. Let me ask you this: How likely are you to come back as a player? Well, I guess we'll wrap on this because I have a suggestion for you. How likely are you? Would you would you say you know percentage? How, how close are you to maybe coming back to the, you know, trying to push it to re-sign at the pro level? I'm pretty much full-time with Finey. So right now, but are you resigned to always being resigned? You know, I mean, I would me? kind of have to go, right? If I, if I wasn't like right now, I would kind of have to be a right now. I mean, I'm saying no to USL championship, which in my opinion is a lot more professional than many leagues in terms of the way they like Detroit. You know that I was at Detroit a, a couple months ago with the head coach, I ate with the team. I, I was literally, one of my good friends is the head scout, 7,000 people, I mean, that's sick. And I'm choosing not to go with them just because I think that I'm doing a good job at helping these players finally properly. So so it ain't happening is what you're saying. You're not coming back probably. <laughs> I don't want to say 100 million percent, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, I'm, I'm full-time focusing. Fine. On. So two, two conditions, I think, that should be met if you're going to come back. One of them is if you can get a contract in the lower tiers of any European league. Be it in for, or any European country, okay, on the Mediterranean, okay. So be it like Spain, Italy, or if you could play in France, I think that could be cool because the level of shit you would see, the the, the stories you would get would probably be will. I mean, it would be worth. 
it would be it would be worth it on just on the basis of that yeah. alone. One year, one year in Italy, one year in the third tier in Italy or the fourth tier in Italy, yeah. one year. Or this is a, this is a suggestion here. This is more. This is me giving you business advice. You should try to sign for like a Gulf state. You should try to you should try to sign in the Gulf. In like the Arab countries. Yes. It's very it's very very tough because they may not like the uh, Israeli citizenship. No, it's it's Dubai's actually not bad. Listen, that was a place I was very this year I was really looking hard to go to Hong Kong. I wanted to bad to play in the Hong Kong Premier League. But the Arab countries and these countries and this is why it's getting harder and harder. It's getting harder and harder for uh, foreigners with the, they're limited to how many they could take. That's always the challenge with a lot of these countries. There's one guy I know um I can ask you about him off camera, um, but there's one guy I know who I think is is just making stupid money in like in like Turkey now. Turkey definitely, I couldn't go to. I would get killed. He's Moroccan, yeah. That's the problem. He's uh he's an ally, dude. You're you're still looking for this team. It's, I I I I think it's futile. They might have gotten relegated, dude. This team is probably they probably don't exist anymore, dog. Pescara, that's who it is. Oh fuck! There we go. Oh shit! Yeah, my mom's from like an hour away from there. Yes, Pescara. You you know what that that was that was that wasn't a bad that wasn't a bad shout for you to say close to Benevento. It's not, but it kind of is. Like it's it's about level on you know. It's not that far. No, like in terms. I knew of, it couldn't be that far. And the reason I said Benevento was because my brother lived in Benevento. It's on the other coast. That's why it's and on this, the. That's why I was thrown off. This kid played in. He was in Benevento and he was going to drive there. So I knew it couldn't be that far. No, it is driving distance. You're not because Italy is very thin. It's a long. It's a tall country from top to bottom. But to go from one coast to the other. It was like Pascara, two hours. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a beautiful beach town. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a trashy beach town, but it's, it's whatever. It's you're on the water, you know. You eat well in that area. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Like the Gulf, the Gulf would be interesting if you could get. Like you don't think that you'd get paid well in like Oman or oh, something? No, you definitely do. I'm sure you Jordan. Do. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you do. But I think they're very strict on foreigners. Would you ever look into it? Is that where where, where do your uh, contacts kind of stop? I would love to go to Dubai. I would have loved to play there. You have contacts in a lot of parts of the world, but it's safe to say you don't have contacts all over the world, right? Yeah, where where does it. your network stop? Does the buck stop at the Mexican border? The Rio Grande is it the Rio Grande? Like that's where it stops, I, I, or like you know, like like once you cross I, I, into I, I, like like beyond Israel, do you not know I, anyone? I do have contacts in you know even Asia. I mean that would probably be my my least strong, but I do have contacts in Thailand and China and. And uh, and some of those, I would like to make them stronger there. I would say there's nobody I like. Fucking Thailand, you'd just be like playing and living in a hostel there. I feel like no, <laughs> like you're that's... rich as hell because you make four thousand a month there. You're, oh, that's uh, not bad. That's you live like a fucking king in king. Thailand. Well, I wanted to go. Indonesia was another country I would have loved to play in. Indonesia would be a real bitch to get around though. I don't know what level you'd be playing at. If it's the first tier, you're probably traveling all over the country. That may be a little bit tough. Like, dude, they have like so many islands and shit. You can't just take a bus around. You'd, you'd be taking these so like little per, propeller so planes probably. There. Really? Yeah. You Do they get like chartered planes and stuff? Because they, they actually... I think they bust. They get nice... You're like a fucking the celebrity being white there though. They get a lot of... But again, of, a lot of foreign roles. Yeah, they get, but they get a lot of fans in the stadiums and the grounds in Indonesia. Yeah. That much I know. That would have been cool. Bali. That would be cool. Yeah, of course. But they, they don't have football infrastructure there, do they? What? Yeah, they get like 30,000 people at the Fuck games. off. And it's very nice. I don't even know if Bali's a real place. I, I know it is a concept. I, I know that they used to I live thought it was like, like I thought it was like I, maybe I just a, a vacation spot. I had you know a friend I mean? who lived there and oh my God, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is that league still going on? Didn't didn't they have like a big... Wasn't there a big inquiry a few months ago? I think because of fucking some... Uh, 
like like some slew of people that got killed in a stadium, that I think. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that's the only thing, you know? Like, you're, you're playing football in front of, like, 30, 40, 50,000 people, but your life's at risk every fucking waking second of every day as yeah. a white guy in that country, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, man. Uh, listen, it's uh, it's cool that you're doing what you're doing. I mean, if no one's holding a gun to your head and saying don't play anymore. So if you're not, I assume things are going well and, and you've got a trial coming up in uh, December too. That's kind of cool, right? How are you doing it? Is it going to be like every couple of months? You're going to do like quarterly showcases? Yeah, so, the, so showcases are January and then we'll announce the next ones after, but it won't be too soon, too far after. I'm very excited about this one. This is going to be a great event. We have the this one, the first girls event. We have the guys. Guys was a huge success already. and I'm Girls just, is mostly for college, I assume? Yeah, and I'm really excited. And it's for all based out of Montreal. College and prep school. And yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And right. A, a bit of every Canadian university. Yeah, 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 sure. And, and it's all, uh, yeah, yeah. It's all in Montreal. But I am getting, I do get inquired by, you know, people in Vermont, Ontario. Well, that was, was going to be my question is, do people travel? Yes. Or have people been traveling? Yes. Like I know it's it's been a yes. little while now, so maybe word's getting out. Yes. Where from? What's the furthest For, anyone's coming uh, from? Someone came in my last one, and this one's uh, St. Catharines, Niagara Falls. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. It sounds like you're building a cool thing, bro. Keep it up. You know. You, you see, you're in the mud now, though. That's the thing. You're you're in the weeds. You know. You're you're in the mud. You you want to be an agent now? It's there's gonna be you know all the shit that you rail about that you fucking don't like. You're kind of in that world now. It, it's a little bit shitty because it's at it's at a level where you're kind of trying to build it up. You don't know what kind of agent you're going to be. You don't know if you're going to be a guy who has a you know, uh, uh, I guess um, a book of business that features like a very um, well-to-do like kind of pro clientele, right? Or if you're just going to be like a local guy who, you know, um, operates on volume. You make your money on volume, and it's like you, you get a lot of fucking heads in, and you're help you're just helping out younger guys, and you know you're like their first agent, and that's and then they kind of graduate. Maybe I don't know, but but. Either way, it's it's um it's it's gonna be it's gonna be cool, man. I think for you to keep trying to see where this can go, because ultimately, the showcases. I mean, it's an event. You're you're an event planner with that sort of thing. But if you could then kind of keep in touch with them, that is them being the players, idea, yeah. then that's when then that's when that's when you kind of can like build build a career off yeah. of it. You know, are you registered as an agent? Yes, with the CSA, the Canada Soccer no, Association. Actually, in uh, the UK. Okay. I did. Nice, man. Yeah. Keep it up, bro. I, I look forward to following the progress, man. Yeah, find me show at find me showcases, right? Now FMS Pro find me showcase. I appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate you coming back on. It was a nice little change of pace. I hope your balls uh, can stay dry. Folks, thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe to the show on all platforms wherever you're listening to this. Hit subscribe. Tune in for new episodes every week, every Wednesday, plus bonus episodes when I'm feeling it. Um, yeah, rate us five stars as well. Helps us out a lot. Get at us on all platforms at Cultural Podcast. Until next time, we'll catch you soon. We'll be doing more pods in New York this week. So uh, we'll catch you soon. Yeah, enjoy. Stay tuned for that. Enjoy the World Cup. Alla prossima. Ciao. Se non fumo 10 G, ogni G, Cristo Non che non conosci un cazzo di quello che ho visto Quali costi neaboliti lungo il mio percorso Che cucina scavolini, cavolini arrosso Tu maldita cosa dici, arrivi a fine giorno Ci ti occupi la bocca invece del soggiorno Mi fa schifo chi fa il malandri, non mangi i soldi Te la vivi e te la vivi che sparano i morti Se da TV all'infinito finché non ascolti Semplicemente mi sentivo perché arrivo a molti Non mi conosci di cestino come fa il pacco Se mi conosci mingerlino come fa a farlo Ti riconosci nel bambino sempre quando parlo Per intestina con lo stress in intestino grasso 
Ho perso da solo, ho spinto da solo, ho chiesto...